Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello, podcast friends. I'm Laura Adams, your host and personal finance author, speaker, and consumer advocate who's been producing this show since 2008. My personal mission and the purpose of this podcast is to give you the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life. Thank you so much for downloading the show and being a part of the Money Girl community. I've received several questions about how to manage buying and or selling a home during the coronavirus crisis. For many people, doing a real estate deal right now may be optional, but for others, it could be an integral part of managing your life and your finances during the pandemic. You know, I can imagine people who were in the middle of moving when the coronavirus hit, or maybe a couple who just moved in together and now they've got two homes and they're trying to get down to one home. Of course, I'm also thinking about millions of homeowners who are now unemployed and they may want to get out from under the financial burden of a mortgage or even relocate for a new job opportunity. Maybe your family is growing and you just need a bigger place. There are so many reasons why real estate may be really important to you right now. And the coronavirus has made the logistics of doing all of these things, of buying, selling, and moving incredibly complicated, especially in hard-hit cities and communities. According to the National Association of Realtors, the number of homes for sale across the United States is declining. I think a lot of people are just sort of wondering if this is the right time to sell. Additionally, fewer potential buyers can or want to tour properties and risk contracting COVID. The economic downturn due to stay-at-home mandates and social distancing has resulted in pros and cons for both home buyers and sellers. So I don't want you to give up hope. Uh, there, there's a lot of good things going on and a lot of transactions happening. So I'm going to cover advice to help both parties make wise real estate decisions during this uncertain time. You'll find the notes for the show and the complete archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 635 called Best Advice on Buying or Selling a Home During the Coronavirus Crisis. So let's start with the buying side of this. We'll talk about four tips for home buyers, and then I'll talk about four tips for home sellers. Since the pandemic began, 
more than 26 million Americans have filed for federal and state unemployment benefits. If you've lost part or all of your job or business income, and you're just feeling very unsure about when your finances are going to return to normal, buying a home may not be the best idea right now. There are probably a lot better chances to rent a property if you're looking for a place. But if your income is stable and you've got enough cash in the bank and you're confident that you can stay in a home for at least five years, buying a home right now could be a very smart move. So let's cover four tips if you're in the market to upsize, downsize, or even to become a first-time homebuyer. Number one, evaluate your current and future budget. Buying a home is a significant financial commitment, obviously, so understanding exactly how much you can afford is essential. If you're at all worried about getting laid off or you're worried about the future of your business, buying a home that's under your budget is really wise. Now, in addition to your mortgage payment, I want you to think about all the other expenses that homeowners have to pay. These include property taxes, home insurance, any association fees, ongoing maintenance. So take a hard look at your income, your expenses, and your savings to make sure that you've got enough cash on hand, not only to close the real estate deal, but to also maintain a healthy emergency fund and have enough cash in the bank to cover all of the ongoing expenses that you'll have as a homeowner. There are some ways that you can crunch your budget numbers. Let's talk first about the down payment. Depending on a home's purchase price, your credit, and the lender that you work with, the required mortgage down payment could range anywhere from 3% up to 10% of the purchase price. So you do need to be clear about what is the amount that you're gonna need to come to the closing table with. And speaking of closing, you've got to understand how much cash you need to come to the closing with. So at the at the closing table, not only will you have to pay the down payment, but you're gonna have to pay other additional expenses. And they typically vary depending on the location. They could include fees for a home inspector, a surveyor, property appraiser, credit check, loan underwriting, and your insurance. And the total for closing could add up to around 2% to 5% of a home's purchase price. Also, you're going to have to make sure you can afford the monthly ongoing payment. And unless you have a high amount of debt, I would consider spending no more than 20% up to maybe 25% of your after-tax income for a home. This amount is going to include what's known as PITI. That stands for Mortgage Principal, Interest, Taxes, and Insurance. So when you add all of those up, those are the things that you've got to pay every month. You want to make sure that you're not paying more than about 20 to 25% of your after-tax income for your monthly housing payment. Uh, Emergency savings. This is another key area of financial health that you guys hear me talk about over and over. I recommend keeping a minimum of six months worth of living expenses on hand. And this is going to vary depending on your situation. If you've got two solid earners in a household, you know, maybe you could get away with three months. Or maybe you have a very large family with just one breadwinner. You might want 12 months of emergency savings in the bank. It's simply a safety net that will keep you safe from unexpected expenses or the loss of your job or business income. 
Also think about a maintenance reserve. So in addition to emergency savings, it's really wise to have cash on hand for ongoing repairs. I mean, with a home, you never know what's going to happen. You could have to fix your roof after a leak. You could have a heating or cooling system just break down completely. You might need a new refrigerator. I mean, there are just a million things that you might have to spend money on with a home, not only for unexpected expenses, but just ongoing maintenance. So a good rule of thumb is to save 1% to 3% of your home's value for that annual ongoing maintenance and repairs. All right, so as you can see, there's a lot of potential expenses there and you really have to factor that in with, you know, not only your current budget, but what you think your future budget is going to be. So in light of all of these kind of unknown expenses that come with owning a home, my second tip for buyers is get pre-approved for a mortgage. So before you begin searching for a home, before you're like, you know, scouring all the listings online and talking to real estate agents, simply make sure that you can afford to buy one. So before you're spending any time or mental energy searching for a home, make sure that you qualify for a desirable mortgage. And when I say desirable, it means Is it the term that you want? Is it the interest rate that you want? The amount that you can borrow, the interest rate, and your down payment depend on a variety of factors, including your credit and your income stability. So lenders are going to look at a variety of factors. And due to the economic crisis going on right now, lenders are changing the way they view borrowers. They're expecting delinquencies from their existing customers who are homeowners facing hardships. And they know that, you know, they're going to have to offset those risks of having delinquent customers. So because of that, they're tightening up their lending standards for new borrowers. That makes it more challenging to qualify. You may need better credit and you may need more down payment money than was typical before the pandemic. So you need to understand that and really be clear in your mind. And that's what a mortgage pre-approval is all about. It is a document that outlines how much a lender will allow you to borrow at what rate, and for how long. It is a critical tool that you need before you begin home shopping because it's going to help you understand what are the price range of the homes that you should be shopping for. Additionally, a pre-approval can carry a lot of weight with a potential seller. Let's say they're evaluating a couple of different buyers and different offers. If one offer comes from a buyer that has a pre-approval, the seller may be more biased toward giving that buyer the deal because they know, okay, well, they've got the approval. They're going to be able to close this deal faster than the buyer who hasn't even thought about financing and may not even qualify. So getting that pre-approval gives you a lot of leverage. And even if you do get pre-approved for a mortgage, make sure that you're comfortable with that amount. Just because a lender says that you can afford a certain price home or a certain price mortgage doesn't mean that you have to borrow that much. Doesn't mean that you have to buy a home that is that expensive. You can buy a home that's under your budget and keep your expenses down. Again, remember that you still need to have emergency money in the bank after you buy a home. And the fact is that you probably need even higher amounts of cash on hand as I mentioned, for your maintenance reserve. So consider other expenses that you may have as well, like moving and furnishing a new place. All of those expenses can really add up. All right, tip number three for buyers is 
use technology to research and tour homes virtually. There are a whole lot of digital tools that you can use to research potential homes and stay safe. I mean, you can research a ton about homes and neighborhoods without ever having to leave your home. Here are some ways that you can find a new home really from the safety and comfort of your existing place. First is video calls. As you guys know, Zoom and FaceTime calls have become super popular, and it's really easy to have a video call with a potential real estate professional who might be able to help you or a seller. They can give you a virtual tour of the home in the neighborhood and even chat about other points of interest like schools, shopping, and public transportation. Google Maps is key. If you kind of drill down, you can get the Google Street View, which allows you to see the features of a neighborhood and even kind of walk through it virtually. You can even see what your commute would be to work based on the time of day. So that's a really great tool to understand what's around a potential home. There are many neighborhood review sites that you can use. They will help you understand the walkability, crime statistics, even the school rankings of a particular neighborhood and home that you may be looking at. Some that you might want to check out are walk score. Spot Crime, Family Watchdog, Area Vibes, and GreatSchools.org. Those are all really nice sites to give you some insights. And if you want to just see these in the notes for the show, just go to the Money Girls section at quickanddirtytips.com and you'll see all of this information that I'm talking about today. So you can use a variety of resources to kind of narrow down your potential home choices significantly. And then also, if you can drive by a property, even before you contact a realtor or a seller, that's going to also help you know which ones you want to get inside of and tour. Once you have a mortgage pre-approval and you feel sure that you are interested in buying a particular home or set of homes, inquire about getting physical access. Now, if a property is vacant, an owner or a real estate agent may be able to open it up and just let you roam around and give you plenty of social distancing. However, if the seller still lives in the property, it's going to make it a little bit more complicated. They're likely going to want to make arrangements to be away or to stay outside while you tour their home. We just all have to be respectful right now of everyone's desire to avoid the coronavirus by wearing masks, gloves, shoe coverings, and using hand sanitizer before going into someone's home where they're currently living. Also, you got to protect yourself. Find out if anyone in the home has been sick or if they've spent any time with someone diagnosed with COVID. Likewise, you need to disclose if you've been ill or exposed to the coronavirus. All right, my last tip for buyers, number four, is to save money with a historically low mortgage rate. If you are a good candidate to buy a home right now, it's never been a better time from an interest rate perspective. The rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is low, and it just keeps getting lower. According to the mortgage rates at bankrate.com, they fell to 3.55% from last week's rate of 3.58%, so ticking down slightly. And if you want a 15-year fixed rate loan, it could be as low as 3%. In many parts of the country, owning a home at these low rates is going to cost less per month, in some cases, a lot less per month 
than renting a similar property. Now, that's not going to be the case in big cities for the most part. However, don't wait too long to get a mortgage commitment if you're a serious home buyer. Lenders are under enormous pressure right now due to a wave of potential defaults, forbearance requests, refinancing applications, and all the federal stimulus programs that they may be processing and funding. As I mentioned, it's only going to get more challenging to get a mortgage application through underwriting and to get it approved. But if you can lock in a low mortgage rate and get a property under contract, it can undoubtedly allow you to save money over the long run. In fact, the lower rates and monthly mortgage payments may allow you to afford a higher-priced home if your finances are in good shape. In addition to low-rate mortgages, there may be bargains on the market, depending on where you're planning on living. If a seller is uncertain about their financial future, they may be willing to unload their property for a low price. Although a lot of banks are offering forbearance programs for homeowners, some may be feeling pressure to sell and just really want to get out from under it, and that would give buyers a clear advantage right now. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now let's talk about this process from the selling side. Selling a home is definitely a hassle. I mean, anytime it's a hassle, but selling a property during a pandemic is probably something you've never thought about having to do. However, real estate closings are happening, so don't think that you can't find a qualified buyer. Getting a deal may depend on creative marketing and finding a real estate agent who can help you find solutions to new challenges. Here are four tips to help make your home attractive and safe for potential buyers. Number one, Use technology to market your home. Creating virtual tours is critical right now to pique a buyer's interest and reduce the number of strangers who need to come into your home. It's never been easier to use a camera or a smartphone to create videos of your home's interior, exterior, 
the amenities in the neighborhood. However, make sure the lighting is good. Make sure that these videos present your home favorably. And then you can upload videos to a variety of sites where buyers can access them. It could be a YouTube channel, uh, a Zillow listing, or even a Dropbox account. If you have a real estate agent, they can include your video files in the Multiple Listing Service, or MLS, database and on their company website. And they may offer professional photographers and videographers as part of their listing services. So if you don't feel like you have the ability to create something that will present your home well, you might want to find a listing agent who can. Tip number two for sellers vacate your home if possible. Now, if you can literally move out, vacate your home while it's for sale, you may get more interest from buyers. Touring a vacant property may seem less risky to both buyers and real estate agents. Plus, you won't have to worry about people coming into your space who could be carrying the coronavirus. If your mortgage lender offers forbearance, consider suspending your payments and using the money that you would have paid on your mortgage for a short-term rental. Getting distance between you and potential home buyers might be critical if you or someone in your household are elderly or you've got health conditions that make you vulnerable to COVID-19. I know that's not an option for everybody, but if it's an option, consider it. Tip number three, be clear about how you'll interact with buyers. If you can't move out of your home, if you've got to stay there while it's on the market, be clear about how you will protect yourself, agents, and potential buyers who want a tour. As the seller, you dictate the protocol, such as saying, okay, everybody's got to wear a mask and everybody has to sanitize their hands before entering. Include information about measures that you're willing to take, such as disinfecting any high-touch surfaces, leaving doors and cabinets open so the visitors don't even need to touch anything when they come in. If you have hand sanitizer or any personal protective gear to offer, that's definitely a goodwill gesture that could make everyone feel a little bit more at ease. And once you've found a buyer and you've got a purchase agreement signed, you or your real estate agent will need to coordinate with other professionals, such as inspectors, appraisers, contractors, and surveyors. And depending on the buyer's lender, you should be able to complete a remote closing by mailing the original documents or doing part of the closing online. And my last tip, number four for sellers, be prepared for longer than normal marketing times. Since there are fewer buyers and many overwhelmed lenders, the average marketing time for homes across the country may be longer than usual. Being as creative and flexible as possible will increase the likelihood of signing a deal. Now, if a buyer throws out a lowball offer, don't let that offend you. Carefully consider what your bottom line is on that home and just make an appropriate counter offer. No one is really sure what market value is right now. We've never been through this pandemic situation before. So buyers may be aggressive to find out how low you'll go. Don't let that bother you. Just counter offer with the, the best offer for you. While the fear of coronavirus and a looming recession may make it more challenging to sell your home, remember that the lending environment is favorable. For buyers who are not worried about losing a job or business income, getting a historically low home loan is a huge incentive to invest in a home sooner rather than later. 
Also remember that safety guidelines for touring a home and social distancing will vary from state to state. And it's a kind of a changing fluid situation right now. So check with your real estate agent to get a better understanding of any requirements or limitations depending on where you live. If you're in the market to buy or sell real estate right now, I hope these tips will help you. Uh, It's definitely not a lost cause. As I mentioned, transactions are happening. You've just got to be creative, flexible, and patient. If you have a money question or an idea for a future show topic, I would love to hear it. We have a voicemail line if you'd like to call in your question or comment. You can call 302-364-0308 to leave your message. We might use it on the show, and if you don't want your voice on the show, you can just say that and we'll respect it. You can also email me by visiting my contact page at lauradadams.com. If you want to keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, I want to invite you to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. If you'd like an invitation, simply visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or text me a quick message. You can text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444, and I'll give you quick access. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then. Here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it. Your feedback means the world to us. It also helps other folks understand what the show is all about. And you might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. 